Hey friends, welcome to another episode of The Page of Our Lives. Do your kids get a weekly allowance or maybe have a part-time job, yet they always seem to be asking you for cash? You know, no matter how our kids earn income, as parents, we need to help them understand the importance of money and what to do with it. Our guest today is Brian Horvath, someone who has built his career helping people live a more purposeful financial life. Brian joins us to share some very practical tips we can incorporate at home to help our kids and ourselves increase our financial IQ. So let's turn the page and talk kids and money on this episode of The Page of Our Lives. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Page of Our Lives. Paige and I are super excited today because we have a special guest with us. This is Brian Horvath, who actually Paige and I both know personally, Um, but Brian is a speaker, a consultant, and a coach who is passionate about helping people know, live, and love the purpose of of their finances. And we are excited to have Brian on the show today because we're going to talk all things financial. So don't tune out if you're like, you know, me who maybe finances wasn't always your strong suit, right? Um, But we're getting better because this is a show where we're going to turn a page on how to be smarter with our finances. And we're going to talk about how to be good financial parents and help our children understand um, how to be smart financially. So Brian, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you. Hey, Leslie Page. Thanks for having me. It's a a privilege and honor to be here with you all. You bet. We're excited. So, um, Brian, why don't you kick it off by just telling us a little bit about your, um, your family, what you're passionate about, share a little bit about what you do, um, as a speaker, a consultant and a coach in this arena. Sure. First and foremost, I'm a follower of Christ. So I learned uh, a lot about Jesus and how to live a life that uh, would glorify him. And, um, then I'm a, I'm a husband to my wife, Becky. We've been married about 10 years now. And I have two little ones, Grayson, who just started first grade. He's uh, um, almost seven now. And then Ella, who will be four in less than actually a week from today. And so oh. then we have two little dogs. We live in Tampa, Florida. And um, yeah, I'm a speaker, consultant, and coach, like you mentioned, just serving both individuals and uh, corporate clients, um, helping people to know, live, and love their purpose for their career and their finances. And really, you know, just want to share one thing as we add to that, it's not so much the career and finances or life's purpose. For me, that was something I was like, let me climb the corporate ladder. Let me chase the dream of being rich and famous, you know, Robin Leach and all that stuff. And I uh, realized that uh, those are tools, the career and our finances we have are tools to help us accomplish uh, our life purpose and specifically, more specifically, God's purpose. So that's so um, good. That's so- me. Brian, were you always like in the numbers and finances? Like, have you just lived the charmed life or what? More like a thoroughly blind, semi-charmed life. Uh, I'm loving, first of all, can I just say, I'm loving all the 80s and 90s references we've already had in the first three minutes of this show. So we're speaking my love language here. Keep going, Brian. Yeah, it's like going to Disney and you're trying to spot like the little secret Mickeys. This is kind of what people can do in your pockets. I love sub 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 uh, sub something, whatever. Anyway, so no page no i was not i mean basically what i was explaining to people really transparently um i was broke busted and disgusted and uh, even as a young man uh, about 29 at the time making six figures and successful managing half the state of florida in my job um i just was uh, just broke busted and disgusted i didn't know how to manage the resources that i had at my disposal um and i chased the wrong things and that ended me landed me in a pit and i really contemplated to take my own life and it, it was not a charm to life. It might seem on the outside, but really inside, I was super struggling. 
Um, and then I basically met Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and uh, he picked me up from the pit. And he really like kind of grabbed me up by the back of my neck. It's kind of like a bear cub, you know, gets done by the mother, the mama bear, and says, look, I got plans for you, man. And uh, I'm not waiting anymore. This is taking yeah. too long. So he pulled me up out of the pit and um, set me up on a, uh, on a firm foundation, really, and rocking upright. And since then, my life has been forever changed. And that was 2007, January 1, 2007. So in finances was the first kind of like the, the first laser you know, cut that he had to make to kind of clean me up. And um, once I realized that I could trust him with his word and how money works, that yeah. uh, that really grew my trust in him in many other life things, including uh, then getting married some years later too. So, which I I I can't take any credit for hooking that marriage up or whatever, but I did know Brian and I did know Becky, and we worked together at at the church right around the time when you guys met. I was like, oh, look, it's perfect. Yeah, and Paige, you see me cry some tears on that conference room table. I want to be married. Uh, yes, <laughs> you know? and we prayed you in a wife, and there she was. And there talk, you know, which it kind of goes to show you. There's the verse, and I don't, I can't quote it um, by numbers, but it's like those who are planted in the house of the Lord, like they're they're going to flourish. And you did get planted in God's house, and you did begin to you did begin to flourish. So uh, it's really awesome. It's really awesome. Yeah, I, I I appreciate. It. I also cried tears of this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, Wait till you're raising teenagers, Brian. <laughs> You'll be crying again. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the encouragement. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of teenagers, that's the season uh, that Paige and I are in, and we would love yeah. to just kind of start there. You know, how can we best equip these teens in our lives to be wise with um, their finances? Where do we start? Yeah, sure. And I took some notes. And you guys, by the way, you thank you for your due diligence that prompted me with these great questions y'all prepared. Um, it really, you know, was introspective for me, you know, to really get not only serving today, your audience and you, but also just kind of for myself going, wow. All right. Um, yeah, because they go from three years old, Brian, to 15, like overnight. I mean, it just happens so fast. So get ready. So prepare us. <laughs> People keep telling me that. I don't want to believe it though. Um, but for me, I think it's ultimately how you prepare teenagers or any any child is um, basically helping them know what I said earlier, that um, life's purpose includes finances, but it's not the be all end all goal. Although we know it's so much in front of us every day. You know, if you want something, it requires money. If um, you want to go do something, it requires finances. If you you know, whatever, there's, there's always something out there that's, that's tied to a monetary value or consideration is involved for that. But I think ultimately, if we root our children or reroute or start now, wherever you're starting from, it's just that realize blunt, honestly, that, you know, money is a method or a tool to help you get what you want and do what you're supposed to do. But it's definitely not something to be chased after or to be loved, you know. So that that's one place It's kind of like a mindset perspective, a starting place. But when it comes to specifically to equip, you know, what's the purpose of money? What is money? You know, money is a value, something of value that we exchange for something else of value. Something we may have money, somebody else has that cheeseburger, right? I mean, as simple as that, right? Yeah. So we have X amount of dollars in our hand or whatever, and that cheeseburger says it's worth X amount of dollars to that vendor, and we just trade. So it's a means of exchange. It, you know, we we over we overcomplicate money too many times, and the world tries to do that for us too. And of course, the banking industry and all that they use those uh, what's called uh, like techno babble. Mm -hmm. it, it, we don't need financial babble. The simple is simple. You only can only do three things with money: give it, save it, or spend it. Yeah. Just keep it simple. Mm, that's good. 
So what are some of the common mistakes that you see um, people making in regards to their money and maybe, you know, the way that they're sort of showing their kids what to do with finances? Yeah, it's a great chance for me to tell a little bit of a story from a a book that I've read um, called Thou Shall Prosper, and it's called The Ten Commandments of Making Money. And um, basically it's written by... Who is that by? I feel yeah, like, go ahead. Pay, see was, if you got it. Ding, 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 ding. I, I know. I, I feel like that was like a Perry Stone book or a, um, no, Thou Shall Prosper. I, I feel like I have read that book a long, long time ago. Who's the author? Do you remember? Yeah, his name is uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Daniel, and, yes. Yeah, okay. Daniel Lappin. And so he he was at one point, maybe he still is today, but president of the Judeo-Christian Association, whatever, that, you know, in, in the world or in America here. But um, he talks about that money is simply certificates. Mm-hmm. right? Certificates of a job well done. So we think about for our kids, we've had like a star chart or a chore chart or, you know, commissions. Some people say allowance, right? I used to get an allowance, but I like the commission word um, yeah. that when you do something well, you get a certificate. Mm-hmm. Heck, that certificate could be a gift card, right? Or that certificate could be a chance to go spend time, extra time with friends or whatever. But in this case, we're talking about money. It's an, a certificate and for a job well done. So I go get my haircut and and they do a good job. I give them money certificates and that hair stylist or dresser or whatever you want to call it, depending on who you are or where you're at, um, would go maybe go to a steakhouse and get a steak. And then that server, it's just, so it's just this currency, this flow, it's a means of exchange, but basically all it is is that money is a certificate of a job well done. Well, that's good. I love that. I love that analogy. And any any kid can understand that. Yeah. For sure. I love that visual. I feel like that's a simple visual that all of us can. Yeah. You're just getting your certificate and I want more certificates though, Brian. Right. Right. I would like to get some more certificates and I know that my kids would as well. Yeah, sure. And it's, and it's life skills, right? It's all life skills. It's a, it's a, what I teach is seeking to serve. If you could seek to serve, I think Zig Ziglar said it or one of those great guys of wisdom or gals of wisdom said that, you know, when you serve enough people, money will find you because mm-hmm. that's one of the rewards that we get. And thank God it's not the only one, but it's one of them that we get. Yeah. Really so cool. what are some things that like, I want to take us back a little bit to when God plucked you out of that pit. What are some <laughs> things that, cause I know there are people today that they're like, I'm in that pit right now. And right. that's all great that you're talking about these things, but I don't know how the heck I'm going to put gas in my car in a little bit or how I'm going to get groceries. So w- take us back. What are some things that people, what's a practical thing that somebody can do today? Um, and what are some things that God did um, or that you started doing that maybe the Lord instructed you to do to get out of that pit? Like, let's go back there. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. It seems so long ago, yet it seems just like yesterday. Um, because anytime we turn a corner, right, that's something to be celebrated. And it doesn't matter what it is, right? Um, so with regards to that question is I remember back when I kind of said, yeah, I'm done with this, like I'm done with the struggle. Um, I just kind of brainstormed. So let's take, let's go backwards. Um, oh, I just came up with something. So first of all, let's take a breath, you know, Um, whether it's a breath that needs to last for a week (laughs) or one you just quickly take, and then you kind of brainstorm like, you know, Hey, what, what, what's here's a simple equation. Uh, if I had my dry erase board here, I would say, um, income, what income do I have? What sources of income do I have? If any, I don't care what they are. Right. And it made me nothing fine. So you start brainstorming what income do I have or what income sources do I have? 
Um, and then you're going to look at what kind of expenses do I have? Usually for a lot of people, that's easier, right? Because that seems like every day there's something leaving us, leaving our wallet, leaving our bank account, you know, whether they're commitments made or just everyday living things we need, things we need to live. So we're going to write that down. And a lot of times I remember looking back, back to that day, those days, as I would go back on my notes when I was, felt like I was ready to make the change, I would forget things like food. Like, I got all my expenses. I got my entertainment. That was first. Um, I got my, you know, my beer budget. That was second. I got my, you know, whatever the case may yeah. be. And I forget like food. Yeah. You know? Because we're in this, we're in this like chaotic thing. And we can't see past our hands and like, you know, yeah. so whew, take a breath, start building a, a brainstorm and then just kind of put that into like a Lego. Me and my son of Lego masters, right? So you start building this foundation mm-hmm. in like a budget or a money plan. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I would say to that is there's, there's a three B's breathe, brainstorm and budget, although people don't love the budget word. So yeah. um, let's just call it bricks for Lego bricks. Um, <laughs> and then and then you you got to get a coach, you got to get someone that you can share it with. And if somebody doesn't have that, um, then maybe a church or someone not emotionally attached whatsoever to help them just run it by this. Let, let me just run this by you. What does this look like to you? And that takes some humility, right? That definitely takes some transparency. It takes some courage and you have to let go of the ego and the pride. And I was finally ready to do that. But for many years before, when I knew I had the problem, I wasn't ready. Um, And I think this can also transition to teenagers too. They have money coming in somehow, some way, whether it's by opportunity, whether it's by Christmas came, a birthday came, a something they did a job well done for, they got a certificate. What money do they have flowing in? What money do they have going out? What money do they want to have going out? That's okay to have stuff you want. And then what does that look like? Do I have money left over or am I behind? And if I'm behind, what do I do to make it up? If I have money left over, give, save and spend. That's it. Every person, no matter how old or how much money you have, when you receive a new dollar, it goes through the filter, especially if you're a believer, give, save, spend. That's great, Brian. Do you have like a, just kind of with those three in mind, give, save, and spend, do you have sort of just a, at a minimum, it should look like this, this percent yes. should give, this should be, be saved, this should be spend. Yeah. So that's great. So yeah, exactly. So, you know, back in the day, maybe they still do it today. We, we want to remember something we wrote it on our hand, right? Yeah. And so if I was going to write anything on my hand financially, because money's coming into my hand, 10, 10, 80. Mm. So you start with 10 in giving, you start with 10 in saving and you give, you spend the rest. So 10% giving, 10% saving and 80% spending. And, um, you know, it's kind of like uh, chocolate chip cookies, right? So I did an elementary kids message years ago and it applied to any of us when we think we don't have enough or, oh my gosh, like giving 10%, saving 10, spending 80. How do I do that? Well, so imagine you have 10 cookies, right? In a jar. And you gave one away to a friend, you saved one for a future date, and you got to eat eight, you're probably going to be sick. <laughs> but, yeah. but you have eight, like what? Like, I'm, I didn't lose anything, you know, you get the joy of sharing it with someone when you give it, you get the, you get the safety or security in your tummy mind that you can save one for later, and then you still have eight to eat now if you want. I mean, come on. So I think it's that kind of simple mindset that we need to carry that if we realize it's all God's money, right? Yeah. Then we, and even if you don't. Giving's fun. I don't care who you are or yeah. what you believe. Saving is also security. And then you still have 80 left to spend. So, or eight left to spend cookie wise. Eight cookies. So, <laughs> eight cookies. <laughs> ah, I love, cookies. Um, 
going to have to be going to make some cookies next too, Ryan. Um, now tell me about though, like with you and Becky, when you got married now, did you start this financial turnaround before you got married? Thank you, Lord. Yes. Okay. And, and then, um, tell us about how you and Becky worked that out in your marriage. Like, were you guys on the same page? Cause what, there'll be people listening that are like, yeah, I'm either a single parent or I don't, my spouse and I, we can't talk about money. Like give, give us some, what, give us some insider scoop and tips. Like how do you and your wife, how do you handle the finances with each other? Let's make no mistakes for anybody. I don't care what your situation and no matter how much money you make. I mean, I've met with millionaires that still have the same struggle with someone who is a single mom or a single dad or, you know, lost a job. I mean, money is a struggle. That's, that's made no mistake. So right out there you have, most people don't learn about it. So take the pressure off yourself. It's okay. If you're yeah. struggling, it's okay. You're not better or worse than anybody. You're probably more where most people are. And let's be honest, 80% of people live paycheck to paycheck. So there's a struggle there. 80% of the people look to your left, look to your right, 80%. There's someone in your group or down the line. And sometimes that's you. And it doesn't mean you have to, to stay there. You may just be visiting, right? So it's not your permanent address. You may be just Airbnb being <laughs> struggle land, right? You're not, yeah. not staying there long-term. So to answer your question is, I think for me and Becky, that was one thing that united us right out of the gate. We were both strong in our financial, um, how do you want to put it, literacy. Mm -hmm. um, didn't mean we knew everything by any stretch, and I still don't. Uh, or she, we still don't, but uh, we at least have that common bond. Now, most people don't, many people, I should say not most, many people don't have that. Um, you know, but for us, let's put it this way, there were other struggles. You know, yeah. we both got married later in life. So while we were great financially, we had, we, it was our own all the, for many, many years. So we had to, that was our fight was yeah. um, one of the big breakthroughs we had is like, hey, we have this money that we put aside to have fun. We call it like fun money or pocket money or whatever. We learned that from Dave Ramsey's class that yet we kept keeping it in the same envelope. And so she would spend 20 bucks at one thing and I would spend 20 bucks on another thing. And I want to go spend another dollar or she wanted to go spend another dollar. And we're like, well, where's that dollar? I had that in my mind earmarked mm -hmm. in that envelope, but yet it was a joint envelope. So we realized like, oh my gosh, are we that dense? Let's have separate pocket money envelopes. You have yours, I have mine. Yeah. It was just that little quarter turn. That's a big breakthrough. Just a little quarter turn that yeah. made a difference. And that was eight years ago. It's made a huge difference. But addressing what you asked, Paige, about folks that maybe don't have that togetherness regarding yeah. money, someone's got to lead. Okay. And, you know, a lot of times, biblically, you hear, you read, well, the man's got to lead. Okay. Yeah, but we're, God made us both in his image, and he's a leader. Yeah. He made us both male and female. He created us as leaders then one of us may be a better leader here. Like, hello, my wife with empathy, with the kids and all that stuff. Me, I'm like, oh no, just put them out there. You know, be like Nemo, just put them out there, you know? <laughs> um, but there's there's gotta be a blend, right? So maybe if it's the woman's gone, like I'm taking the reins of the finances, I'm gonna do best with what I can. The husband's gonna pick up on that eventually, you hope, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. or vice versa. And then that leads the way when they start seeing things happening and taking off, but someone's gotta start instead of the blame game of going, what is she, if he, if yeah. it, well, no one's going to win. So we got to start somewhere. And again, for the single mom, it's, or single dad, it's one of those things where about be resourced. You are a resource, especially in this country. There are so many resources, whether it's a reading a book, attending a class, getting coaching, uh, finding a friend, just starting working on something, finding an extra job, um, finding some benevolence at a time, be, understand that you're resourced. And yeah. just be open to all opportunities to be resourced to do what God's called you to do. Again, 
That's good. In yeah. front of everybody, that's a place to start. I know there's more detail to that, but with this sake of time, yeah. we can't get into all that. So yeah. yeah. That's great. You know, there's, I know just, you know, having, you know, worked at working in, in the church world, there's so many great resources available for people like financial boot camps and right. financial peace university. So we'll link some of those resources in um, our show notes today. So if you're looking for something like that, you'll be able to find those there. We'll also provide some links to Brian's um, business and his resources. And there's an awesome video on his website that shares more detail about him, Becky's story, which I think is just so in inspiring. Both Paige and I were just talking, Brian, oh. about like, man, we're like, yes, we receive the testimony. I mean, so there's a lot of your story that I can relate to just kind of, you know, my, 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 my pre- you know, not my pre-Jesus life, but just my me, my me season. I call it the Leslie show season hmm. of just grow, you know, like climbing the corporate ladder and earning the six-figure income and doing all the things, but at the end of the day, having nothing to show for it. And, you know, and feeling like why, you know, where, where is all of it going? And my husband loves to say, Hey, the more we make, the more we just seem to spend. So we've learned, we are, we're just in a season of our life. Like, you know, even though the income is maybe not what it once was at, in our sort of, you know, pre serving our lives for Jesus days, um, we are, we are more financially secure than we've ever been. We are, you know, happier and healthier and more at peace than we've ever been. And we're able to take, um, greater risks in, in being extravagant givers because, um, we are, we've kind of turned the situation up, you know, on its, we turn the situation right side up, but to the world, go. it looks very different. And so, you know, but it, it took time to get there. I, I meet with people all the time, um, just in my role in, you know, serving in our church and talk of talking about tithing and the whole 10% thing, I think is really intimidating to people when they look at the big number. I love that you just talked about the whole cookie analogy, because if you just think about it like that, it really doesn't seem like that much, but I really, um, believe, you know, God just in, in, when we begin to, to just start with something, right? Yeah. Maybe you can't start at 10%, start with 1% and just see what God does with your faithfulness at 1%. And then when that, I, what our adage is, is like, when that becomes too easy, then we increase it. And then when that becomes a little easier, then we increase it. And over time for, in our marriage, we were able to get to where we're now we're giving above 10%, but we didn't start there. We didn't start there. Right. And it's um, not something that I'm bragging about. It's because we, we had to um, analogy. I don't know if this is a Dave Ramsey analogy or not, but I've, I've heard a teaching that like every, every baby is born with a closed fist. And when we think about the idea of having a closed fist in our finances, that's how we are with our money. We are born with a closed fist. We want to hang on to it. Right. And as we begin to trust God with our finances and recognizing that everything that we have ultimately came from him in the first place. And it's our responsibility right. to give it back to him. He like slowly, you know, begins releasing our grip off of our finances until we have an open-handed posture with what he's given us. And so I, I just want to encourage people like, don't be intimidated by the 10%, see it as an opportunity to get there, but start somewhere. Well yeah. said, I think you'd start with a chocolate chip. That's fine. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, God, God doesn't need our money. You know, it's one of those things that we, it's a privilege and, uh, and it, yeah. it, it's, it's like the great experiment. Let's see if I can trust these people with my money. Seriously. You know? So <laughs> yeah, I love that. So Brian, I'm in, um, <laughs> one of your favorite college towns, uh, Clemson in South yeah. Carolina, if y'all could see Brian's face. Although we did beat them last year. So it was payback. Oh, well, Tell everyone what your alma mater is. The Ohio State University. 
I love that they <laughs> Which we did not say the back in the day. So I don't know where that started, I, but I, we I just said Ohio it State. Cracks me well, up. Well, okay. So yeah. I'm around all these college students, college students, and I feel like my kids are going to be there in no time at all. Like I, like I told you earlier, I blinked. Mine were like just three and four yesterday, and now they are almost 17 and almost, you know, 16. Like what in the world? <laughs> So um, what are some things that we can do um, preparing our kids for college? Um, and what are some of the resources that you would, you have an awesome resource, which I printed out, by the way, the seven ways in seven days to change, to change your financial future forever, um, I, which is awesome. I can't wait to like really dive into it. But what are some of the other resources that parents can equip their kids? Because I know like, I'm like, oh my goodness, my son's a junior what have I done? Like, is he ready? Like, is he ready to launch? I don't know. So sure. I think, yeah, I think, um, you know, it, it's definitely not the same. It's different strokes for different folks. Right. Um, you know, not everyone's, um, uh, driven by the same kinds of things. Right. And again, back to the, the idea of that, you know, stuff isn't bad. It's when, of course, you know, we've heard this stuff has us, that's when it's bad, right. That's not how it's supposed to work. So I think it's one of those things. Um, there was a cool money book. I forget what it is like your money mindset or something like that. Like what's, what's your money language, almost okay. like what's the, the love language. I don't know if that's the name of it, but it sounds like it should be. Um, but everyone has kind of a, um, a disposition, or an attitude about money. And I think it's just having that money conversation over time with our children, as opposed to trying to drive it all home. And like, today we're gonna have the money talk, you know? Um, yeah. And so kind of just watch them and observe. And I think it almost like it sounds kind of studious um, but or clerical, but you kind of be kind of before you even had the talk, like what have I observed about my kid over the years of after um, disposition towards money, towards possessions, um, that kind of thing, before you have, have the talk. And then the tool that you need for after the talk maybe may look different for one it might be well man like my little man grayson he is motivated like so he's been struggling with going into school by himself it's a brand new school here in odessa and it's like this big campus it looks like 90210 for elementary i'm like i would have loved that this is a kid um that was for you leslie but um so you got it but so he's like even this week tuesday he was like heels in the ground not going wednesday he walked with a, an older kid yesterday and today he's like peace out dad i'm like yeah. what happened this was just four days ago he was screaming and i was i said an expletive sorry to say lord i confess in front of my sisters in christ that i was, <laughs> i was like i can't believe this he's like a, he's like a great kid what does he not want to go out and go to school all that to say is he's motivated is your kid motivated what are they motivated by what little carrot could you use and not in a manipulative way but as a goal as a driven way to capture what they should about money and to go after it some might just be, you know, money's about giving. Who yeah. can we go give, I'll, I'll call on, I'll pick on Claire Page. Claire, who can we go give money today to that you think is needy? Yeah. Well, guess what? If they capture that, well, Claire, you're gifted to make the money and but you're also gifted to give it. How do we help you get more of it so you can give more of it? Right. So it's just kind of noticing what that looks like and having that conversation. But as parents, I think we do blow a homework ahead of time before we sit down and try to push that message. Right. Oh, that's yeah, good. that's so good. So I have a son, um, we both, both Paige and I, both her oldest and my oldest are very entrepreneurial in spirit. And um, it's been really interesting to watch as they've, you know, become teenagers, kind of how they're, both of them are kind of finding their own ways of being entrepreneurial and earning, yeah. earning money and like having a little bit of a savings. And 
figuring out ways to be, you know, creative. So I appreciate you saying that because um, it, I do think it's important as parents that kind of what maybe what our motivations are financially are not going to be the same for our kids. And so we need to be since I love that whole idea of thinking of the love languages, it is sort of a unique imprint that each of us have sort of what motivates us um, and, and kind of how we approach those things with our kids. So that's a great suggestion. So awesome. Yeah, I just think I'd love to wrap up maybe today's conversation by hearing a little bit about like what's inspiring you right now. Um, and, you know, tell us maybe a little bit about some of the, your recent financial goals, your personal financial goals, if you want, that you've achieved and what's maybe the big, scary, audacious financial goal that you have for your, yourself or your family right now. Yeah. So one of the preparatory questions, thank you. It was good. You said, you know, what, what I'll, I'll answer it this way. What was the fun? What was the most recent purchase you made or this year or something yes. that was really fun yeah. for you? Yes. Well, I'll tell you what we bought is we believe again, this is for us. And that's one thing real quickly I'll say is like money is not the same for everyone. We just talked about that with our kids, right? Same thing for adults. Like anything I have to say, it's not going like, well, this is just the way. No, thank God it's not. You know, my way is like, what's right for you? What makes you I'm not saying comfortable in a negative sense, like, you, you know, but what's the right thing for you? So for us, me and Becky, we decided to sell our home that was, we believe we found out later that was way too big for us. Um, just like there's a lot to take care of. We felt like it was stealing from our joy or stealing from our um, time or experiences with our kids. So instead of one of the things I bought, it's one of the things we sold. And we sold our home that was uh, quite large for us, like I just said. And then we decided to go more, um, put the money in the bank so that we can rebuild a home. Paying cash, 100% cash is our hope. That's our prayer and our hope yeah. to build a home that's in a better lot, a better something that's more head, gives us a preserved kind of feel. Just because, again, I may not have on Golden Pond until I'm, um, you know, 68. But right now, can we have something, Lord, if it's in your will, can we have something that will allow us to do that? And that means we got to save a couple hundred thousand dollars. I'm just being honest with you, you know, yeah. so we have sold our home. We profited from that. Um, thank you, Lord, for that opportunity. Um, and what does it look like for us to save? Which means there's a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. I don't want to sacrifice anything. I just want it now. I want all my cookies and more, yes. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of like the big yeah. goal. And so you can't see it, but I have on my dream board here. Um, being generous is up top. Christ is in the center. Um, and then our family, you know, so what experiences do we have um, that we want to get after? And maybe God might say, yeah, you thought it was the home, but I showed you a different way. It's not, yeah. but at least we're leaning into something. And we believe that saved cash is better than spent cash because saved cash can be spent any way it can be spent, but once yeah. it's gone or saved cash can be spent any way it can be spent, but once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. So, so are you guys, are you do in your transition to building, are you in a rental then, or did you, what did you do? Yeah. Yeah, so that's a great question, Paige, because a lot of people say, well, renting is dumb. No, renting's not for us ideal. Mm -hmm. um, but while we're waiting, yeah, we're not locked in to something longer than a year. As a matter of fact, we negotiated with our with the owners. They're, they're, I love private owners, meaning not renting from a, um, a corporation yeah. where you can negotiate. You can navigate, negotiate. You can talk about this. You can paint a wall and you know they'd be okay with it. You can change this or change that. But also right. we negotiated a nine-month uh, lease in case we, so we have an option that if we decided to build pretty quickly or we, the money came our way pretty quickly, we can start building and know that we're not locked into a year. And yeah. they said, okay, so it's in the lease. I mean, so there's just things like that, that if you don't ASK, yeah. you won't GET. Yeah. That's the, and that that's, includes asking him upstairs too. So. That's the truth. Okay. So building a new house. So what's your, is that your big, scary, audacious goal is getting this new house, like getting this new house and paid in cash, or is there another 
one that you're um, that you're pursuing a big yeah you know, unless you talked about some things, we talked offline or a little bit earlier about some stuff. And, and Paige, I know you're, you're um, things you're going after too with don't, having our own businesses. I really truly believe that America is built on small business and has been, although you know it's not always right in front of us like we see all these big, you know, Fortune 500 companies and stuff. But you got to start somewhere. None of those companies started number one, you know, um, per se. So for us, it, it's cash flowing business ideas that we have. Okay. So for Becky, it's a uh, home des home design or decor at events and things like that's her lane. You guys both know that from knowing her. And then for me, it's speaking, consulting and coaching. And the, the blessing with both of us is in our business, we don't have to have a lot of overhead. Mm -hmm. So that makes the cash, you know, being less cash to go. Um, we both have LLCs, but I think really driving that home this year. And again, being entrepreneurial in spirit, but also being generous as well. I have the gift of gab. Becky has the gift of generosity and together we're out there helping people. So. I love that. You guys know yeah. your lane and you're running in it and it's awesome. So it's not easy. Just it's saying. not easy, but it's good, man. Brian, this has been so awesome to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for just giving us some of your time, your wisdom, your experiences, good, bad, and, um, the, and all the stuff in between, right. And how God's brought you to this point right here. It's definitely inspiring to, I think both Paige and myself, and I know our listeners are really going to appreciate hearing from you. So we'll put all the links to the things that Brian shared today in our show notes. So you can find out more about him and some of the resources that he's mentioned today. So Brian, thank you so much again for being with us today. Yeah. You got it, Paige, Leslie, blessing. Thanks for serving people and pleasure to be teaming up with you. Teamwork makes the dream work. It so. does. Right. Thank you. All Robin. right. We'll see you guys Glad next time. Bye. Well, that closes another chapter on the Page of Our Lives podcast. Did you know we're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube? Well, we are. Just search for Page of Our Lives podcast. Curious where to find things we mention on the show? Check out our show notes on our website, pageofourlivespodcast.com. And if you liked today's episode, be sure and share it with a friend. And we would love for you to leave a rating or a review in your podcast player. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.